The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go, doing the part with Roz. We got the sports on deck for our audience. Whether it's big news, hot topics, updates, straight facts, storytelling, breakdowns, or special guests. VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out. The VC Show, let's go. Welcome to the VC Show, presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. Roz is out doing what Roz does. She's busy in Cleveland, working tomorrow. Cleveland, Boston, I'm not mistaken, but... I'm holding it down with my guy, Brevin Knight, 16th pick in the 97 draft, led with Stanford, if you would, not the football team, but basketball, <laughs> in steals and assists, third in all-time scoring, led the league as a rookie in steals. Brevin Knight, thanks for coming on, man. You know, it's been a pleasure, my guy. We used to kick it on the other side. You know, we golf a lot, but... you know. Great to have you in on the basketball side today. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. I, I figure I, I you you got a, another Stanford person to, to sit in, so that that's at least you're keeping you keeping your standards high. You know, we 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 will do what we can to uphold you, UNC people. But I I know I I can't fill those shoes of Roz, but absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm hey, bro. I went to school. I'm smart. I pay attention. I pay attention. Come on, what's wrong with you? Uh, you know, also, I want to add to that. You've played for uh, nine different teams uh, over a course of 12 years, and I played for eight teams. So we almost have every NBA team covered. Um, we got them covered. You know, so we <laughs> we could talk about a lot of teams, a lot of, a lot of basketball, a lot of history in the cities, because uh, I think we crossed paths. What, you, we both played Atlanta. Yep. We both played in Memphis. We both played in Phoenix. Yes. Short stay, short um, stay for me for in sure. Phoenix and Atlanta. Short stays. Half season. Short stay for me in Phoenix as well. I knew when I went to Phoenix that that was going to be a short stay with what was going on in Phoenix. That was going to be a very short stay. <laughs> hey, but there's some good golf out there in Phoenix, so shout out to Phoenix. But I know you're out in Portland right now. Uh, uh, Grizz are playing Portland. Can you give us a quick preview um, on the matchup? Portland won't have – they won't have Damian Lillard. Uh, the Grizzlies will see if they have Desmond Bain or Stephen Adams. If they come back um, from injuries that they sustained in the two games against Utah, you know there's no Jaron Jackson Jr., no Zaire Williams. Uh, and so uh, the Grizzlies have been playing next man up um, since the beginning of the year. Uh, and so that mentality will stay the same. You know, for them, it's a matter of getting better defensively. Right now, allowing teams to score uh 120 plus a game portland on the other hand playing extremely hard like all of these teams that people said uh weren't going to be good yeah but they had good enough players that if they all played together they would give themselves a chance to win games and so uh the grizzlies got to match the intensity uh the portland's trailblazers they got to find where simons is at all times it's been nice to see a young guy continue to work every year on his game to where he is elevated to the point that he is now, and so uh, that it'll be fun to. And Brev, he's not just an athlete either. No. Like you know, we saw he just got a high flyer. Like he has a tight handle. He can shoot the ball. He's confident. Like I like this kid. I man. think he's a Florida kid a too. Thing. So, oh, that's, so that's there you go. But I think <laughs> I think it's what I think it's also what made it easy for them to make the CJ McCollum deal. It was it, it, that they had no, they had true. a guy. That, that was in that role, that they need to get more minutes. And I thought that the Dame, mm-hmm. I thought that that backcourt, that situation 
had lived the life that it was going to live, and, and it was time for them to move forward. So uh, it'll be good. Shaden Sharp, another high flyer who's playing extremely well. It's just a, a lot of young guys. Canadian kid yes. with crazy bounce. Yes, crazy. That's and I think, yeah, I like the pieces. I like the pieces that they've added um, around Dane. You know, he, he he his loyalty to staying in Portland. So it was up to Portland to put a squad around him that can compete. And I think we're seeing a team that compete. Obviously, Dame has been in and out of the lineup, but he's been playing well. But he has other guys where he doesn't feel like he has to do it by himself. He has guys that can get buckets over there as well. Might not be the superstar household names that you know, but uh, Grant can get buckets. You know, uh, Nurkic can get a bucket. We just talked about Simons. I mean, Simon. So, I mean, they have a lot of pieces over there. Uh, maybe not championship bound, but like I said, they they're building uh, towards a, a very good de- a team that can go deep in the playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Tell me about this. Gr- go ahead. No, the West. The yeah, West tell me. Yeah, speaking. Be, of, the West in general will be will be tough. You know what I mean? Like that's what I. Yeah, you know, barring injury, um, what are your likes and your dislikes with the Memphis Grizzly Grizzlies right now? And you know, they're led by. Obviously, Ja, who's a fearless leader, and they feel like they can play and compete with anybody. Well, the thing with the Grizzlies, uh, the dislike, I can tell you this much. I'll start with the dislike. What I, the, right now, they are struggling with being able to defend at the same level that they did last season when they went on their run. But this was the same way they, they started last year. We started the year 9 and 10, struggling defensively, winning by 20, losing by 20. Winning by 10, losing by 30. It was all over the map. Taylor Jenkins and his staff made some adjustments defensively. And after that 9 and 10, they took off to ultimately winning 56 games. And so uh, we, don't, we don't worry, but the, the issue is they also lost two big defenders in Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton. And so you're trying to be, still be a good defensive team while trying to incorporate other people into defense. And so – Right now is the one area that they are struggling in is, is being able to come up with multiple stops. Uh, and a lot of that is defending the three-point line. What you do like is John's playing at a high level, and he's playing at a high level on both ends of the floor. The thing for him this year coming back, we always talk about your leadership is, is more than leadership on one end of the court. And he has taken onus of being a leader on the defensive side in terms of his individual play. And so that has been good. Uh, for for this team, uh, and then once the, the I guess what you like is that they'll get better by addition from within their own team because of the injuries. Haven't yeah. seen Jaron Jackson Jr. Good yet. Point. They said haven't seen Zaire Williams play yet. Mm-hmm. Desmond Bain has been in and out now. He's, just he's been, been balling. He's been playing <laughs> extremely well, and so yeah. be, because you, we we have not been able to even see an entire unit. Uh, you like that the uh, the the forecast is that those guys will come back and things will be right. But it's nice to see Santiago Dama play well. It's nice to see John Conchar get some time. Uh, Jake LaRavia was playing really well, our rookie uh, from Wake Forest. And so to see those guys have those opportunities, that's what gives you promise that things will, will, can get better as the season goes along. Do you feel like it's some hangover from – the success they did have, yes, they did lose to the Warriors and whatnot, but felt like they look around that locker room, felt that they were a good team, and 
they, it, it would just happen. I'm talking about defensively. Offensively, we know that obviously led by Ja, he makes things easier for everyone else. But do you think there was some hangover early? Well, I, I th- yeah, well, I, I think you – it also is – you have to remember it's a change in mindset of your opponents, whereas this Grizzlies team was always trying to fight for respect. So they were always the team hunting. Well, now when, when, you, when you finish a year number two in the Western Conference and you have a, as many personalities as we have on our team, then that means that other teams are going to be shooting for you. That, that's, that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. We saw it against Utah, Colin Sexton, his way of, his way of coming out and, and showing who he was, was mm-hmm. nah, this is, this is the guy I get to play against. So I'm going to make my, this is how I make my reputation. And they're going to have that every night. So uh, I think it's just a matter of understanding the type of intensity that it's going to take to win on a nightly basis because the opponents, not only are the teams better. Now that target's on their back, on your chest. Different target. It's a different Mm -hmm. target. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer, free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Okay. Three, two. Starting your small business can be a total roller coaster. Between all the bumpy twists and turns comes the actual business side of your business, which can really throw you for a loop. Luckily, with QuickBooks, you can manage your business with confidence from the start. So no matter how bumpy the ride gets, you can always stay on track. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. Let's talk about one more team in the West, uh, the Lakers. What are your thoughts uh, with the Lakers. I mean, like it's, it's, it's just a lot going on there. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because of, because you're a former player right? and you know, you, I'm sure I know for, I'm sure you've been a part of these type of situations. And the one thing I said about Russ and I, I heard his response uh, to other people saying that about, I, I saw, I felt that Russ was losing his joy of playing. And, right. and what I mean by that more so than anything is just you can just see him walking with his shoulders always slumped over. And you can just see him always thinking and frustrated, you know, frustrated, like he didn't enjoy playing. Not saying like, and, and I mean, when people hear me say that, I mean, not like just like he's miserable, but you just didn't see the same rust, like, you know, for whatever same. reason. And I always say, right. and you, I think you agree with this, is it's about, you know, you being in the right situation brings the best out of players. Right. Would yes. you agree? And, and, yes. and I think, you know, this is one of those situations where 
it's frustrating to come to work. I still love playing, but when I get here, I'm still frustrated because it's a lot on my mind and on my shoulders to yes. do what I need to do. What are your thoughts? Unravel well, that. For, yeah, yeah. Well, first <laughs> off, first off, I, I I think that the roster is not a, a good enough roster to win basketball game. That's the first thing. You you placed heavy emphasis on three guys to be able to get everyone over the hump. Isn't that that's what that's what you wanted to do? And the second of those guys, I mean Anthony Davis has not stepped up to the plate to carry the load that he needs to carry in order for the team to be good. So they can keep talking about Russell Westbrook, all we want to talk about. But at the end of the day, the team was built for LeBron James and Anthony Davis and for Anthony Davis to take over for LeBron James as they move forward. That has yet to come to fruition. The other thing now with Russell Westbrook is he has never been a efficient shooter. He has always been a volume shooter. The reason, the way that he gets himself going offensively is I'm going to take the next shot until I find the rhythm. Now you get into a situation where your career changes, you go to a different team, you don't have the opportunity to just take shots to find that rhythm. So, and the part is like people are expecting something that he never was. But I also say to Russ is, when did you start to change or start to say, what do I have to do with my game so that I can continue to affect winning? He has not done enough with his individual game to put him in a position to affect winning with that present Lakers team. Now, if we put him on a, on a lesser team and say, give him the ball and let yeah. him run around, he'll get triple doubles just like he did Oklahoma City. But in a winning situation, how does your skills help teams help this team win? He hasn't figured that out. And, and Brev, that's that's what I said. I said about Russ. I was like, you know, for for it to work, they have he is going to have to one buy in, and, and well, look in the mirror and say, what's important to me right now? Yes, is it my what my my scoring, you know, and all of that, or winning? And right. if he says winning, he'll figure out how to still be Russ in a different role. Right. And you know, this is not like you you said it, you said it. This is not the role for him to be that Russ. Yes. And that's that takes some getting used to. I was in that role to where I wasn't the go-to guy anymore. I didn't have the ball in my head all the time. So how can I still be as effective? How can I be a superstar in my new role? And I had to figure that out. I did some studying, I had to go watch like the Ginobili's of the world. Um, um you know the the microwaves and you know, all of those guys who are great uh, uh, the jet you know great six men how they came off the bench prepare and then mold that into the player that I, I still felt that I could be and I think we're starting to see a sample size of that whether he likes it or not or likes to talk about it you know he was asked he had the big game he had like eighteen points and like yes. eight, right. eight, eight, you know whatever eighteen eight and seven or whatever it was. And he was asked about it, how he felt about it. Like, I think he's not ready to, like, you know, it felt good. I was just able to play my game. But I think that's what it's going to have – that's what it's going to take for Russ to be dynamic in his new role. And we saw flashes of that. I, I, I was like, that's a good sign. He doesn't have to admit it. He can fight with it all he wants. But if he could do that, the, the Lakers will have a, a better situation. Yeah, we like you just said, Vince, we all get to a point in our career where things change. It's a reality. There are very few of us that continue to play be on the top all the way to the end. You still the guy taking the shots. You still the man. Eventually, there's a little bit of a change in that hierarchy, but you're still extremely important. This doesn't diminish his importance, 
If they said, I got to come off the bench, know what it is? Okay, I got to come off the bench, but now I got the ball in my hands. I push, I push the break. I go score. I draw a second player. I kick it to you. Now I find a rhythm in the game. So when you put me out there with LeBron, you put me out there with Anthony Davis and whoever, now I can still play because I have a rhythm to the game. When you just throw me out there and now I'm, we still in this mode of, well, how do I really fit with these other two? What I, well, now this rut that he's been in, I think, stays there. So uh, as much as it is, the, the roster I just think isn't good enough to get to where they want to get to. It still was a, a individually. I thought that he could have got himself ready mentally and with his game for what this Lakers role was going to be. Yeah, I, I, I agree because he, I, I, sometimes you see him sitting sitting on the in the corner and just doesn't know. You know, it's like you know, it's like when you take a picture. You know, especially for men, we take a right. picture and we don't know what to do with our hands. Yeah, <laughs> when you take your picture, so some, we do like this. Right, <laughs> you got to do one hand, one hand it's it, it, it just looked like one of those sometimes. He just didn't really know what to do with himself because he's so used to having the ball in his hand. Let's transition real quick. I want to talk about Steve Nash, the Nets. Yep. That, since we're already talking about drama on, on one side, I want to talk about that, your thoughts on, on that. Um, I'll go first. I, 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 It was writing on the wall, I think. The organization, and I, I could be dead wrong, but it just comes off as like they didn't fire him in the summer. And I, I thought they felt like when KD wanted out, they couldn't do it then because you don't want to lose KD, to my opinion. If I'm the organization, I'm not trying to lose Kevin Durant. But, you know, the, the sacrifice, you know, sacrifice the coach because you want that. And especially when they felt, I don't know how they felt about the coach, but now we're here, you know, they fired this this seven games in. And then all of a sudden, what you hear on the back end. <laughs> so, right, and, you know, because right. before we heard about Emmy Udoka, we hear, you know, we just hear he's fired. And I was like, whoa, like, okay, it was writing on the wall, but seven games in? So, right. you know, to me, it tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> hey, what, what, it said, what it tells me is what it, we tell everybody. Number one, it's a player's league. Always remember that. Yeah. And anybody that becomes a coach, enjoy whatever uh, – guaranteed money that you get enjoy that you have put your family in a different position but at the end of the day you get hired the clock starts ticking on when you're going to be fired that's just the reality in professional sports today the other thing is i thought i felt like steve nash was just a scapegoat in this whole thing because at the end of the day and i'm not i'm not even talking about should he have gotten the job all right mm -hmm. that's that's too many years ago i'm talking about where we are today Mm -hmm. So what led, exactly. led us when, when, right. Right, to where we're at. when Kevin Durant and they came out and they say they said he can't coach, Sean Marks can't be the general manager. You gotta trade me. When he the moment he came back was the moment that was no longer Steve that Steve Nash could be coach and that I don't know that Sean Marks can be general manager of the Brooklyn Nets at this juncture because you literally had your star guy say they can't get it done, but now we're supposed to come back and play. Kumbaya. When the owner said that, all right, we're not trading you. To me, that was the moment you sit down and say, "Hey, Steve, we we signed with Steve, we signed with Kevin Durant. He don't this this. I don't know how it can really work. Your feelings, his feelings. I, I think we should just go in a different direction. They should just let him go in the summer, and then just started refresh with bringing KD back, bring a new coach in if you want Jock Vaughn and stuff, whoever it may be, and then let him move on. Always, then we the Ben Simmons thing. That's why I, I think I told you when we golfed about Ben Simmons. 
If they want to make it easier, then you just let it be known that Ben Simmons is our facilitator, rebounder, defender. We're not worrying about how many points he scores. Protect him. We want, we want Protect him. To be aggr- him. Correct. That's all. We want him to be aggressive, to play the game, and the scoring parts will come. If you want to help this kid who has gone through a lot of mental stress over the last couple of seasons, and you are in the biggest media market in the world, you have to think one step further. How can I make this easier on this kid? You know what? We're gonna take we're gonna take the we're gonna take this is that we don't want him to score. So stop talking about that. We need him to be a versatile defender, initiate our offense, maybe play in the mid post for us, and then that would make it better. It's just I think that the communication that has gone on there is going to make this entire situation be a debacle. And I told, I said this to somebody, they can't even worry about the basketball problems that they have. They got so much other off the court stuff that you can't even concentrate on trying to make what should be the focus, the focus. Yeah. That's what I said. That's the one thing we can say what we want about Kyrie and all of his issues on off the court, blah, 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 which he has some issues right now, as we know, right. The one thing that I applauded Kyrie for is his support for Ben Simmons and saying what you said. We're trying to support him. Like, bro, like he's been through this. He hadn't yes. played for a year and a half. He's had injuries. Like he's had real injuries and he had surgery and plus the mental health and just trying to get it all back. And, you know, you, people don't understand. Like he's you're you're you can have blockage like you can have that mental block like in the game. It just but. The way you you can help your teammate out of it is by supporting them like that. Yeah. Like we're gonna keep supporting them and tell him to keep shooting. Like reminded that you are an all star, that you yeah. are an elite defender. Because right now, you know we don't see. I don't see the confidence in in Ben when he steps on the floor. Like you know, as far as playing fast, like he's so yep. indecisive. And and that's the other side of it. If he's going to be the facilitator, like like we said, so let's say they're going to make him just a facilitator until further notice. Okay. Well, at, as a point guard, which you can attest to, it's your job to know, particularly with the Kevin Durant and the KD, knowing where these guys like the ball while running the offense, while trying to get your guy, other guys' shots in situational basketball. He has to understand, uh, know that as a point guard. And the facilitator. So we just talked about one side of it, his personal side. As a player and point guard, that's your job to know these things. Like, it's like, oh, you've been through a training camp. Okay, training camp and preseason is not regular season. Right. Exactly. right? It's, it's not the same. And he, at some point, you know, he, he, has to, he's, he, he has to go. And he's basically learning in the fire. You know right. what I'm saying? This offense, Steve Nash's offense uh, or whatnot. So it's just a lot on his plate. Which I don't. Well, we clearly he's not healed yet mentally. So right. I mean, and, and on top of being in the biggest media market with social media like it is, like when yes. we came in at you know at whatever you know year it is, we didn't have to really worry about it being like that. Yes, you dealt with the media, but it's more than just the media. It wasn't like, instant. The, like they got correct. everything right now is instant. Like you can we can pick up anything right now and bang is right there. It's, we see exactly what he did when he made that mistake. When he, you know, what I'm saying, and it just keeps piling on, piling on, piling on, and that that's that that can be definitely become tiresome to the mind. And so I, I just hope that he's able on top to, of him trying to heal from everything else. So it's kind exactly. of like continuing to just poke the wound, poke the wound, poke the wound. So I, I mean, I don't know. Like, like I've been asked, and I'm sure you've been asked, what do you do for a teammate like that? And I, I don't know outside of 
being supportive. And I, I feel like you said it best as an organization. If you care for this guy, like you say, well, they haven't said, but if you care for this player and you care for your players, you will protect them in the media. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You like make, that's, you make it be seen. You try to take as you much say, as like, you I, what you said, you like, is, yeah, I think what you said is, is spot on. It's like, you know, we, you know, and this is an opportunity right now at this point, while it's Steve Nash is out, even when they bring a new coach in, that's that. Now you get in, in front of this, like, you know, they're going to address have to, the coach, head coach is going to have to address whoever it is going to have to address what they're going to have to address with Kyrie, KD and Ben Simmons. Well, with Ben Simmons, this is how you help him heal, in my opinion, as an organization and in the new coach, is that we don't, we, we're not putting the pressure on him to score the basketball. We're putting pressure on him to be the elite defender that he is, to be to, to uh, elite passer in court vision right. that he has. That's right. where we're going to be disappointed when he's not at that level, if he's not defending, blah, blah, blah. And I think that will, as as a player, like, okay, you know, all right, cool. Well, I, I would have, you know, and, I, and I, I would have thought, and, I, and there's a say, I, I don't, watch enough of the Nets to know if this has ever been done. But they had two dudes that, that are two of, of the better point guards ever our play our game. Steve Nash and Jacques Vaughn that are sitting on that bench. And something that we do as point guards is we try to alleviate whatever from your game so that you can be good. Like, let me worry about all of this. You just put the ball in the hole or you set the screen or you make the shot or you get the rebound. I do all this other let me try to help. And so I, I would – I don't know if that's something that was done because I don't I don't listen to them, but I would hope that that would be at least the mindset, the thought process that they have. So who do you think uh, would be a good candidate to come in and, and – and, and... <laughs> Fix ship. this mess, <laughs> if you would. Who do you think? I, I mean, Emi Adoka's name has been thrown around. What do you think about that? And if you say, if not him, who else like can come in? As far as just like a communicator, that great coach that's a communicator because that's that's what it is right now. Like right now, they probably need. I mean, the communicate great communicator. Okay, pretty good coach is probably what they need. One hundred percent. You 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 nailed it on the head. It's why. People say, why are the Grizzlies good? Taylor Jenkins, take no nothing away. Fantastic coach in terms of can get people to play their best. But he, what he does, he gets you to play hard every night. He gets guys to buy in. So his ability to talk to players has made the Grizzlies be what we are. That's what the, that's what the Nets are going to need. They're going to need someone to be able to, to command this team. I'm the leader of the team. You guys are going to be the players. It's, it's, your, it's that. But – I want to. I'm going to be the head guy, and and believe in me that I can at least put us in position to be good. Is that Udoka could be? He had the success last year, and um, he brought just that. What you're saying, he did that for Boston. them. Exactly. Because remember, at one point they said, "Oh, they should trade Jason and and yes. and, and Jalen. They can't get along." Then all of a sudden, it was like they're boys, and you know, it all worked out. So you know, outside, you know, I know there's a lot of other issues with that Udoka thing. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With the powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, 
and virtual interviews. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less for most small business employers to post a job. According to US Indeed data, Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, Three out of four of U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comscore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com slash VC show. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash VC show. Need to hire? You need indeed. All right, let's have some fun because I don't want to talk about that anymore. But no, lastly, let's talk about best as a player, best golf golf um, cities. Best golf city. Well, Orlando is good weather. Uh, I mean, it's great weather. Phoenix, great weather. Hey, let me. Tell and you this is I'm like a year round thing. So, like, understand when I'm asking the question, which I, you're answering because like, I know you're thinking this way. Brevin's a Avid golfer, as y'all know, I am, and so that's why I just do this question. Him, so, but let um, me tell you this, Vince Sanity, I'm gonna tell you where some of the best public golf courses where you can get outside of you know I like coming down to Florida because we can mm-hmm. you can do country club. There's enough other public golf that's great. Utah, I heard that. Some I've heard that best golf courses I've with heard that. views that you are ever going to see, bro. I've heard and, that. And you don't have to, and it doesn't have to be a country club at all. I'm talking about public courses. It, it, I, it I is, heard that. It is not, you just have to, you know, of course, the time of the year. I, we just left. I just That's, played two days in Utah. We just left from there. When we played them, I played. Shout out to Utah. I've never played there. And I think it's because I've never had the opportunity, because, you know, my last couple of years, <laughs> everywhere I felt like we had an opportunity, I was going to play. Right. Dallas is another good place to play. You know, Texas. Dallas you know, is good. You know, uh-huh. Only thing I, the Texas, so that Texas, Oklahoma, the wind is it, like I. You can never find a day where the wind is not affecting what you do in golf. Yeah, but I, I was gonna say I gotta make my way to Utah to play one time. Hopefully, you know, well, when you know when they make it back to the playoffs, yeah, I, I, get, get, I get an invite. Because yeah, yeah. I've never played. I've never played. <laughs> Uh, what's the, obviously California? You, you can't lose, in, you know California. But here's uh, the problem with California, though. It's not a good, like, <laughs> the, the, the problem. The problem with California is number their public golf is awful. You gotta know somebody that's at a country club to play golf in California. Bro, I'm just talking about golf in general. You try to get technical, so because hey, okay. it's a different, it's different type golf. California ain't good. Jersey got great golf. If you want to talk about. Great golf courses, New Jersey, New yeah, York yeah. area. No, that's a fact. Fantastic golf courses. But uh, throughout the course of a season, you only, you know, can't Toronto. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. talking, I, you know, we don't cut right. half of the good cities out, out, of, out of the way. I was just thinking about, you know, places Year where round. you can play all season long. So let's say you come, you know, you go out west early, or you could play there at any point, you know, you, you well, most places, yeah, you know. Vegas, very is, few. Vegas is Vegas is good for golf too, but that's that for me. Vegas is strictly winter golf. Like people act like they're gonna go to play golf in Vegas in the summer. You bugger. I, I, I bro, summer league. You will yeah, find summer. me playing, and it's blade. It's it's one. It's one twelve where the players yeah. dwell out there, bro. Wait, bro, that's why I go out there with no clubs, no golf gear. I ain't even fooling myself. I, summer league. 
It's I got no it. golf time. For NGT. you. NGT. <laughs> you know, I don't like the heat, man. That's why I can't live in Memphis in the summer. I don't like the heat. I hate the heat. What's the worst place to golf? So you, would you say you, – you, you said uh, California has – The worst place to golf is Oklahoma City is the worst. Even though they never, tell me that there's a, they tell me that there's a fantastic course there in Oklahoma City. I play with some guys like playing the St. Jude tournament with me. They mm-hmm. say that there's a course in Oklahoma City that's supposed to be out of this world. I told them, when, I'm gonna call you when I get there because I have yet to see one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some of the college courses uh, where some of the college teams play Oklahoma has to does. be. I play, yeah, I played at University say, of Oklahoma. University of okay. Oklahoma's course is nice. It just got a, that's a drive. I mean, we don't get a right. lot of time. That's true. That's true. So, I, so I, I you know what? I really hate to put that on any city because I really haven't had enough time to really yeah. try to get around enough. That's like Milwaukee. I look at like you get to Milwaukee, Milwaukee, you, you if you have time you go to Whistling Straits and <laughs> That's that's where you that's where you get your sleep. <laughs> Indiana, French Lick, like French Lick it, has Indiana, a top top 50 yeah, course. It's just like you said, we 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 typically get in 5 p.m. ish. So right. if it's not around the corner like, and we and we there during the winter, you know what I mean? Like so, I, that's yeah. what I said again. How many times? Especially being a West Coast team, yeah, yeah. We we don't get yeah, yeah. I don't get a chance. You only to get see those, one time. We don't get to see those teams. Like people say, oh, what about Miami? I'm like, Miami is not. It's not. The weather is nice. It's good, but the golf yeah. is like. It, it's, it's very like you said. You have to. Miami is a place that you got to know somebody. And play to, you know, to get it's to like yeah. It's, it's it's yeah. It's not very many great public courses. You know, there's a few. There's some good. Yeah, there's. There's, you know, I, I used to like Doral, and now I, I can't go there. That was a wrap. So my last question: Dream cool. What's a uh, what's one of the best courses you've ever played on? Okay. And what's uh, a bucket list course or courses? Like, give me one or two oh. co- your best courses. What's the one one or two best of the best courses you've ever played on? Well, I'm always going to say uh, Pebble Beach to me is just absolutely. Fantastic, but we also mm-hmm. play Las Vegas Country Club. If you ever get a chance to play that, go and play that. That is phenomenal. Well, we've I played Kiowa at the Ocean Course, played out Abandoned Dunes. Uh, I, of course, the bucket list course. Gosh, I've never played out there. Where? That's Bandit. my next Abandoned Dunes. Oh, That's, I'm asking. Dunes. We're talking about this, so hopefully, you know these these folks are who who work for these country clubs are listening. Be like, you know what? Let me bless. Let me bless these young men. <laughs> we're, we're, we're checking out our course. Yeah, you know. Playing, of course, going to Augusta, man, for, for any of us that play golf, uh, to be able to, to just walk on those grounds. And, then, and the thing is, there may be another course that we don't know, but that's more beautiful. May, but the history and everything that uh, goes with Augusta, that becomes at the top of my list. And I always say, I just tell Condoleezza Rice, I'm going, I'm going. I'm gonna definitely tap you on the back for an opportunity to get out there. So don't don't forget about this little Stanford kid that you used to like. <laughs> hey, we might you know what we might just chop that up and send that right to her too. <laughs> Make sure that we get to get that done for you. Uh, I, I will say I can say uh, I, I've had the opportunity to play Augusta, oh. and it was it was amazing. Oh, and 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 then and then Sage Valley, uh, which is Valley. right straight, Sage is, Valley yeah. Is so. 
That's what I'm saying. So you were talking about like people don't talk about. There's a lot of people. I don't. I mean, I'm sure like real golfers know about Sage Valley, but that's right. an awesome course too, bro. It's beautiful uh, course. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play Liberty, Liberty National back in, in Jersey. I think I'm gonna play that this month. We go when we go back to play uh, the Knicks. So I'm gonna get out there. There's a bunch of those hey, bro. Jersey. Make sure you know somebody. Try to get on Wingfoot. Wingfoot. Yeah. Is, well, see, Wingfoot and. And I want to do uh, uh, all of those uh, Hamptons, the Hampton courses. Yeah. So we're all mm-hmm. of the top courses in New York. They all out there. Mm-hmm. I played one last year, uh, but I and I luckily I met some people, so I'm gonna go back and play those courses because that's that's just that's another that's a whole nother world. That's why that's another world. Yeah. Above my pay grade, way above. <laughs> well, once again, Brev, man, I appreciate you. Coming on the VC show, man. I knew it was going to be a fun time, and we can talk golf all the oh, time, man. everywhere, and kind of, you know. And I'm sure we people. We didn't tap even in. talk international golf, VC. Right? Yeah. Nah, we nah. We gonna just keep it local. <laughs> keep it local. But I mean, I'm sure there's people going to tap in the comments, and you know, let us know some of your favorite courses that we should uh, look into as well uh, to play. Uh, I know there's a bunch of hidden gems out there, but man, Brev, yeah. I appreciate you once again. And as soon as I get those hidden gems, I will send them your way. Hopefully, they, say, they tag you. No, I, I know what you're going to say. Don't be selfish, man. I was just talking about, uh, I look on my Brent app, and you talking about something. Oh, man, I'm playing that Texas stuff. Like, hey, man. He didn't tell like, me. Yeah, my bad, my bad. That's deal, man. Yeah, right. That's a fact. I said it I said it out loud now. So, yeah, that's a done deal. Appreciate you, brother. You be nah, good, man. Me, bro. Yes, sir. It. Always a pleasure. Awesome.